Hello and welcome to the Proper Car Podcast. I'm Drew Markey and I'm excited to share my love of cars and my knowledge of the car sales and service industry with you. The goal of this podcast is to help you be more informed about the car buying process, to help you find the best car for your needs and your budget, and to help you enjoy car ownership more than you've ever imagined. I'm your ally in car buying and I can't wait to help you out, so let's get started. Let's talk about dealer markup. In this episode, I'm gonna cover the ins and outs of markup, why it's so common these days, and when it may seem justifiable. But we're just gonna cover basically the reasons that I want to caution new car buyers anytime they see markup on top of the MSRP of a new car. In the summer of 2022, We're still experiencing manufacturing shortages with new cars. Uh, Most people are familiar with it now, hearing about chip shortages and whatnot. But as a result, you still see some pretty empty car lots. A lot of these new car dealers where you're used to seeing hundreds of cars on display are whittled down to next to nothing. Depending on the brand, Uh, you're probably seeing a reduction of 10 to 40% of the cars that they're able to receive from the manufacturer. And that's creating some major challenges for these dealerships. So all of these are factors that have kind of contributed to the prevalence of these dealer markups. In the past, it was pretty rare to see markups on top of the MSRP at a dealership. It's not to say that it wouldn't happen, but it wasn't very frequent. Usually you were actually expecting discounts from the MSRP. And just to clarify, MSRP is manufacturer suggested retail price. Just that statement says it all the maker of the vehicle has suggested that this specific car is worth this dollar amount. That takes into account uh, the car itself, the destination cost shipping and whatnot, the options that have been added to it. Uh, It factors all of those things in and it says this is what the price of this car should be. In future episodes, we're going to get more into some of the additional costs that dealers add on top of that. Um, But for this episode, I I just want to focus on actual markup of the price of the car, purely as just a profit add-on. When we saw this in the past, it was typically on rare cars, usually some sort of a specialty vehicle, Um, Maybe it was a one of a hundred or one of a thousand uh, type of of a car where that dealership may only be getting one of those. And some dealers may not even get allocated uh, the rights to sell that, that car at all. So it was pretty rare. And in those cases, it felt somewhat justifiable. Um, You have a car that you're only going to have one chance to sell one of these. 
and most people could kind of be okay with it. Now, those markups were, you know, all over the place. You might see some that were a thousand dollars. You might see others that were five or ten thousand dollars. It would really depend, obviously, on the original price of the car and what that market demand looked like. And demand is really what this all comes down to. It's supply and demand, which is why you're seeing a lot of dealers marking up cars right now. Their supply is low, their demand is high, and since they don't have vehicles to offer, they're creating these markups. So these markups are something that you might see if you visit a dealer lot looking at a new car now. And the range in, in the types of vehicles that you're seeing it on, as well as the, the types of increases that we're seeing, are kind of dramatic. Um, you might go to a local Honda dealer, which used to have three or 400 cars in inventory at times, and find that they only have 50 or 100 cars, and that each of those cars has a markup in possibly 10, 20% or more of the actual price of the vehicle. In some ways, it, that's where it feels justifiable. You can see that there are far fewer cars for that dealership to sell, and so it would look like they have every reason to charge more for them. In the next part of this podcast, I want to talk a little bit about how profits actually work at dealerships, though, and give you a little bit of perspective on why it's still a bit ridiculous uh, to be paying those exorbitant fees extra profit padding uh, amounts being tacked on to the new car that you're looking at. Car dealerships have a massive amount of overhead. You can just look at them and see that it would be an expensive thing to run a dealership. You have a large piece of land in what's generally some sort of a prime real estate area of town. That does not come cheaply. Obviously, the, the building cost and the upkeep that goes into that, the large number of employees, um, and then the cost of those goods that they're selling, those vehicles. They also have extremely ins expensive insurance and taxes, and so on. So running a dealership is not uh, a cheap thing to, to go into. But one thing to talk about with this is the primary source of revenue for a dealership actually comes from their service and parts departments. Those two departments make up what is sometimes considered the fixed overhead cost of a dealership. And in many cases, they are producing 70, 80, or 100%, and sometimes even more than 100% of the total operating revenue for the dealership. They cover it all. So the sales department is actually seen as something that is just additional, essentially. 
they can cover the cost of all employees in all departments, all of the, the monthly expenses, purely off of the profits of the parts and service departments. So consider that when you see these markups, those market adjustments and other descriptions that you see on an addendum uh, on, in the windshield of these cars are meant to, to look like this is a necessary cost adjustment that we must apply to this vehicle. But the reality is they will still profit by selling cars and by doing the service and selling parts. So to me, that takes one of the primary factors that would be used out of the equation entirely. You should also consider that in this period of time where we've seen a shortage of car supply, as people are holding on to their cars more, that's also increasing the amount that they're spending when servicing those cars. Now granted, that doesn't mean that's all happening at dealerships, but they are getting a large chunk of it. Theirs is usually a bit more expensive, and the average repair order on a vehicle is now somewhere in the $540, $550 range. To put that in context, you might go to the dealership for a state inspection and spend $15, $20. So the next person is spending 1000 or more. As those service repair orders have increased in cost, that means more profit and therefore offsetting again a lot of those factors that we just discussed. So what do you think my suggestion is going to be when you, as a car buyer, sees a market adjustment on top of the MSRP? Yes, it's to walk away. My biggest concern for the shopper in these situations is buying in at a time when it appears that this is a reasonable price to pay and in a very short period of time you find yourself covering the entire markup when either your vehicle is wrecked or you choose to sell it you choose to trade it in and you have just absorb that entire cost. So we've seen this uh, sometimes getting just completely out of hand. There are certain combinations where you had a specialty vehicle, but also a low number of vehicles even available. And you would see dealers marking up cars in massive amounts. I remember a, a Ram TRX, a specialty, very expensive performance truck was marked up the same amount that the MSRP cost of the vehicle was. So you had this truck that already cost $75,000, but now it's $150,000, a $75,000 markup. Now that's an extreme example, but there were Honda Civics that the MSRP is in the low 20s, listed for the high 30s, uh, and all sorts of examples in between. If you're paying an additional 
20 or 50 or 100% of the price of a vehicle just to be able to buy it now, you are throwing that money away. You may as well burn it because you are going to lose that in a short period of time. Now, there were certainly exceptions to that rule. There are people who went out and bought a car for above MSRP and then turned around and sold it shortly thereafter for even more money. Those are rare situations. Uh, you have to have bought right. You have to have you know, found the perfect vehicle that has tons of interest and done it at a point where the market is just increasing to the point that it allows you to do that. But that's super rare. And that's not the type of thing that most people are going to find uh, when they try to go buy a car like this. So whether you're seeing market adjustments and increased prices because of availability of cars or you're seeing it because uh, of the rarity of a car, my suggestion in general is just to walk away. I've mentioned it before that if you do finance the car, you are looking at additional uh, challenges getting financed for that amount. If you don't have the cash to put up for additional down payment, it's going to one, make it more difficult for you to even get that loan, but two, it's going to increase the cost of the loan in a variety of ways. You're going to pay a higher interest rate because it's seen as a higher risk the combination of the extra that you're paying and the higher interest rate is only going to cost you more money, even more money in the long term. It might mean that you have to extend your payment terms out even longer, but in any case, you're paying a lot more for that car than is necessary. You might also find yourself being sold additional uh, products such as gap insurance, which is essentially their because you've put yourself in a situation where you are buying a car for more than the value of the car, you are in that moment actually agreeing that, yes, I'm paying more than this car is worth. And I'm paying you an extra 500, 800,000 or more dollars for you to potentially cover me in case this car gets wrecked because we all know that I'm overpaying for it. So you see, there's just so many ways that this adds up against the consumer. This piles up those costs in a way that will do nothing but hurt you as the car buyer. So when you hear me rant a bit about some of these things, uh, you probably understand that my biggest goal here is just to try to help you put yourself in a position where you are not being taken advantage of, uh, where you are not buying into the hype of a short-term uh, market that is only going to negatively affect what your finances look like in the long term. And I think the biggest takeaway here is... When it comes to buying cars, consider that it is a very large purchase amount. It's, it's not even really an investment in most cases. It's just a, a large expense. 
it's something that you'll get to enjoy. You'll get to use a lot. So it's not like it can't be justified. Obviously, I wouldn't be in this position if I didn't have a love for this. But it is a very expensive purchase. And I really highly recommend that when we see these periods of time like the one we're in right now, or you see that special car that piques your interest just a little bit more than maybe something else on the market does, to practice patience. There's a really good chance that by waiting a little bit longer or by taking a step back, by not making an impulsive buying it now, um, satisfying that immediate urge, kind of a, a, a decision, by stepping back and considering it, you're probably going to save yourself a ton of money. You might realize that, hey, that $30,000, $40,000 car that I really like, that's now marked up an extra ten dollars or $15,000, that's cool and all, but really stretches my budget. And you know, there is this other car that I also really like. And it's currently available. It might save me twenty or thirty thousand dollars, and maybe I'd kind of wish I'd had that special car. Uh, but you might find yourself really regretting it if you make that impulsive, immediate decision. I hope that this episode helped. Uh, helped you understand more about why those markups occur, why we see them so so commonly these days, and the ways that you might want to reconsider making those purchases. I really appreciate the support I've received so far, and I appreciate you listening to this episode as well. I hope it's been very helpful. Uh, if if you're interested in additional help that I may be able to offer to you, uh, check out my website, thepropercar.com. You can learn more about my car shopping, consulting, and other services that I provide. And if you have any questions or topic ideas or anything else you'd like to discuss, please feel free to contact me at podcast at thepropercar.com or reach out to me or follow me on Instagram or Twitter at the underscore proper underscore car. And of course, if you're enjoying this content, please consider subscribing, maybe uh, make a review or share it with a friend if you think it would be helpful. All of those ways help me a ton and I really appreciate it. So thanks for listening and until next time, enjoy the drive.